Hello, my name is Liam Bird and I'm the fan liaison officer for the disability sporting charity Level Playing Field. And this is the Level Playing Field podcast. You may have noticed already that uh, the audio is a little different from normal. I am not recording in my little broom cupboard under the stairs. Today, I am currently standing across the road from the National League side Altrincham Football Club, who in a few hours' time will be playing Wrexham AFC. So why am I freezing my toes off in the greater Manchester area? Well, today I'm here to witness a first. It will be the first time in England and and Wales, as far as I'm aware, that a visiting team will bring their own audio descriptive equipment and commentary team to an away game. So this means that home and away blind or partially sighted supporters can use this service. So what I'm going to do is today I'm going to speak to the audio descriptive commentary team who will explain what audio descriptive commentary is, also known as ADC, and why it's different from traditional radio commentary. I'll also be speaking to Wrexham Disabled Supporters Association committee member uh, Steve Gilbert about how the DSA was instrumental in bringing ADC commentary to Wrexham and what impact it has had at the club. Ultringham Press and Media Officer Brian Flynn will sit down with me and he will explain how today's events came to be and also talk about uh, the work that Altrincham are doing to try and bring better access and inclusion to the club. And finally, I speak to the fans, but not any old fans. I will be speaking to Paralympian gold medalist and Altrincham supporting Neil and Laura Faki, who will be using the service for the first time at a live event. So a lot to crack on with. So I'm going to go inside the stadium, go get myself a hot coffee and warm my hands before I start talking to Brian Flynn. Brian, if you can just start off by saying your full name and what you do at the club. Brian Flynn and I'm media officer. So Brian, we are at, I was about to call it Moss Road, but you've got to call it by its full name now, Jay Davidson Stadium? Yeah, yeah. I mean, fans tend, tend to still call it Moss Lane, but uh, the Jay Davidson Stadium is, is now the official name of uh, the stadium and there are fantastic sponsors. So we're here because you're playing Wrexham today, and uh, this the reason that we're here is because Wrexham are bringing, or the DSA and the audio descriptive commentary team are bringing their service here today. I mean, how did this come about? Well, Steve Gilbert from uh, from from Wrexham contacted me at the start of the season to say that that they offer this service at Wrexham and it had been very successful and that they were planning this season to to cover an away game to take it on tour so to speak and that as Altrincham was fairly close by and we've got a good relationship between the two clubs and it was also over the festive uh, festive period that seemed a good one to do so it was sort of set up at uh, at that time and we're, it's something we're quite interested in so we thought we were very happy to to oblige this is the first time as far as i'm aware where audio descriptive commentary has been provided from the visiting fan for for the um, home club is this something that you think clubs who may have this service should be doing maybe looking down the road uh, for, for for the future definitely it's, it's a specialist service but and Wrexham are a much much bigger club than Altrincham so there's probably going to be a greater demand from the Wrexham end of things but what we think where it could help 
us is not only might there be a few Altrincham fans out there who would benefit from the service, but there may be just some football fans out there in the Greater Manchester area, which is a, a big, big uh, place, who don't get the service from, from their club and just want to come along and, uh, and, and, get, and get a match in and be able to use the, the audio-described commentary to help them uh, get a better experience. Well, I, I've seen on social media that the club have promoted it, that you're providing a service for this match day. I mean, do you know of any fans who will be using it today? We're actually using this as a bit, a bit of a test, so it's just, it's just two fans going to be using it today. But they're, they're very special fans and big friends of the football club. It's Neil and Laura Faki, who are Paralympian gold medalists. And they famously won gold medals at the Tokyo Olympics within an hour of each other on the 28th of uh, August, on a Saturday afternoon around about three o'clock as well. And they are big fans of the football club. They come to games regularly. Neil is partially sighted, but but Laura, is, she can see the difference between dark and light, but essentially is is almost totally blind. So they both use the the Altrium Club service, Radio Robbins, which is great. The problem is, is there's about a forty five second delay. So by the time. She, Laura and Neil hear what's happened on Radio Robins. They know what's happened because it's happened around them at the stadium. So we're hoping that the um, the ADC, uh, the audio described commentary, is going to give a better experience. Well, you spoke about briefly there that if if it's a bit of a trial, but it was something that the club might look into doing, uh, bringing it in here for a club. No, this is no 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 offence to, to the club, but it's not a huge club. So I mean, what what kind of example do you think that sets? Whereabouts? A, a, a National League club is looking to invest in, in a service that you just said that, as far as you're aware, only two. But I'm guessing if there's only two, that might eventually turn into four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. First and foremost, we are trying to become a better community club each and every season. So we're trying to do things that, that, that help achieve that. And this is very def- definitely falls into that category. So if this helps people get a good experience at the J. Davidson Stadium watching Altrincham or better experience than they would ordinarily get, then we think it's something that's worth uh, worth investing in. And, you know, we're trying to grow our fan base. And whilst the numbers are probably fairly uh, small, we think this is something that we, we probably should do. You kind of said there, like, uh, the community. I mean, how important is it for a club, which is a community club like this, that does represent the, the people of the town that it plays in? Because... There's, there's going to be more than two people in Altrincham who are blind or partially sighted. Of course there are, and you, you, you never know. We say it might only be a, uh, for a small number of people. We might have got that totally, totally wrong, and it could be something that, that gives us a real opportunity to, to more than marginally increase the fan base. But we want more people coming along to watch Altrincham Football Club, and we see this as one of the ways in which we can achieve that. Thank you very much, Ryan. and I'm here to see Altrincham hopefully beat Wrexham yeah and uh, Neil Fackey Laura's husband um, likewise yeah we're both visually impaired and looking forward to hopefully a home win so first of all I feel like anyone who ever talks to you has to say congratulations in Tokyo <laughs> has anyone ever actually started a conversation in the past six months with us that hasn't been the first thing that's come up it's, it's definitely it's definitely been a talking point, I have to say. And, <laughs> and one we're quite happy to relive, so we do appreciate it. And uh, although it feels like a lifetime ago for us now, um, obviously you get towards the end of the year and you start looking back at how the year's been. And for us, it's been pretty special, to be fair. Just for people listening, it's uh, about 45 minutes before kickoff. Um, and the reason we're here today is because uh, Wrexham Football Club are providing audio descriptive commentary. 
for for this game as Altrincham fans. Um, what would be your usual commentary service that you would have? Yeah, so we um, Altrincham have their own sort of radio commentary called Radio Robins, who come and they commentate on Altrincham's games, but it's not currently geared up to support live listening in in the ground. Um, so when, when we do make use of that, it's always like it's kind of a minute delay from what is currently going on to what we're hearing. So it, you, you kind of get a li- you miss out a little bit, whereas Wrexham are providing it instantaneous. Um, so hopefully it'll be a, a bit more slick. So I understand that you guys have used the service before, though, during uh, lockdown when they were providing it via Zoom. Yes. How, how did you find that? Sorry, how did you find yeah, that? Yeah, we, we, um, so we logged in, uh, as I say, during lockdown when Altrincham were away to Wrexham and we were invited kindly along by the, the Wrexham uh, commentators to, to come and join the, the Zoom call. And it was, it was very interesting. I mean, it was a great description. Um, obviously, they've got visual impairment in mind, so they try and bring the, the description of what's going on to life for for listeners but I mean that's very similar to radio commentary anyway so it's not something that a lot of people aren't doing but it's that accessibility within the stadium that we're really interested in today to truly really open up to, to visually impaired uh, viewers of football because if if it was something that really works then I think it would encourage a lot more people in the area to come along and enjoy kind of moving away from football if you don't mind and coming into your world of sport something that we advocate is that we want to make sure that every stadium is accessible for any disabled fan who wants to attend football do you think that's the same regarding like velodromes and athletic stadiums do you think there's improvement there or do you think there's something actually that football can learn I think it'd be great to roll it out to other sports um, I think it could definitely it could definitely be part of of velodrome uh, track cycling and and you know anything like that like my 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 mom is visually impaired and she uses they they always come to watch and she quite often misses out on what's going on when she's watching me race so something like that would be quite important for her um my my brother is also part of the uh england blind football squad and they they do provide audio description to to those matches um, so she does get when she, when she goes to watch my brother play, she does get to kind of follow what he's doing. Whereas for me, she's completely reliant on my dad, who although he's, he tries his best, he's um, it's hard when he's getting excited about it himself to, to sort of remember to tell mum what's going on. <laughs> um, so I mean, let's let's talk about today then. What's, what's your score predictions? And then I'll come here half time and see if we're on we're on uh, wrong. Yeah, I mean. I have to say, Altrincham aren't on a great run of form at the moment. Wrexham are going pretty well. Uh, so, being a being a Scot, I'm quite pessimistic by nature. So, <laughs> I would take a draw today. I think I'm going to go for a probably quite high scoring two all draw. We'll probably go two 0 down and then nick it, nick a draw in the last minute. We're good at that. How about yourself? I, I'm going to go for a two one Altrincham with, again with a last minute winner because <laughs> it's Altrincham's um, strong strong point. I think last minute goals. Perfect. Well, I'll come find you at half time. Thank you very much. And he's wrapped that ball in his shirt to dry it down. He's got a four yard run up. He's leaning against the railing on this near side. He throws the ball, a spinning high ball into the six yard area. It's cleared by an Altrincham player inside the six yard area, then volleyed over his own head by Hancock. Volleyed clearance by Hazard inside the centre circle. Goes out on the full. And it's out of play for a goal kick to Altrincham. My name is Alex Carter and I'm one of the commentators 
um, for the Wrexham AFC audio description team. Uh, and I'm Alan Fox. I'm one of the uh, three co-commentators. Uh, our third commentator, George Randalls, um, isn't with us today, but he's part of the team as well. As far as I'm aware, the first time this service has been provided, not just Wrexham service, but any kind of ADC service has been provided to an away game. That's what we've been told. I'm not 100% sure, so I don't want to say for certain, but I'm reliably informed that, yes, this is the first time that a service has been broadcast away from a typical home. So in addition to Wrexham providing this service, I think there's a handful of, of football league clubs who also provide it. And yeah, I think we made history today by being the first team to do it away from our home ground, which is very nice to be part of history, I guess. Obviously, we normally cover every home game, although during the uh, closure of football almost last season, during the uh, height of the pandemic, when games were played behind closed doors, we managed to carry on by... Uh, using a Zoom service, so we were looking at live stream and then uh, listeners could uh, join via Zoom and uh, we covered every home and away game that way, didn't we? But this is the first time we've been uh, doing this live at an away game. So for people listening to this who might not know uh, the difference between radio commentary and audio descripted commentary, can you you just explain what the differences are? Yeah, so we were trained by uh, Alan March Sports, which is the the company which um, organises all this, together with the Disabled Sports Association. And with the help of some sponsors three years ago, three of us were selected as commentators. And the key feature really is to keep on describing what you see throughout the game. So we don't, we don't overload listeners with stats or our own opinions, although sometimes our enthusiasm, because we're supporters, <laughs> our enthusiasm can, uh, can get carried away a little bit. So the important thing is to um, let the listener know where the ball is and also to describe the, the surroundings, because our listeners, some are completely blind but some are partially sighted they may be able to see one half of the ground of the pitch and not the other so um it's just important and it's that's why there's two of us really because it's quite intense because you're talking for constantly so we split the half up between us we have done it um solo haven't we but it's much better with two people yeah just to add (laughs) um, what alan says about the description and nature of the commentary the clues in the name really so what you wouldn't get on your traditional uh, radio commentary is the shade of the away team socks or which watch the referees or which wrist the referees watches on or what colour of the goalkeeper's gloves for the away team. Um, so we have to presume, and in fact we know for a fact, that some of our listeners, that they're fully blind. So it's our job to be their eyes on the pitch. Many listeners will take for granted what they know in their head. But of course, our blind listeners, they might not know how tall a certain player is or what colour the hair of a certain player is or what colour the ball is sometimes. And it's our job just to to go that extra mile in terms of bringing the game to life. And as Alan says, we have to let the listener know exactly where the ball is on the pitch because, again, if you listen to a traditional radio commentary, there'll be seconds, even minutes, where you don't know where the ball is, you don't know what's happening, you don't know why there's a break in play... So our job is to basically be the eyes of our listeners. How long was the training then to, 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 to end up doing this? Um, the training was a... I think it was about a full-day dra- training session. So first of all, we had to submit a clip of us doing some commentary from home. And then we were invited to a full-day training ground at Wrexham FC. Um, and that's where a member of Alan March Sport, as Alan says, the company provide the service, did the training. 
So we put through our paces, to say, because we'd never done anything like this before. So we were thrown in at the deep end, really. So we did a variety of exercises in terms of describing a still image. So there was a still image of a Wrexham player at the ground. So we had to describe what was happening, what he looked like, what was going on. We then had a practice of commentating on a game. So I think they played a clip of a Premier League game from a few years ago on the screen. And we took it in turns to, to have a go at providing audio description commentary. And of course, we were given lots of tips. We were told what to do, what not to do. And I think in the end, it was a good six-hour intensive session. I'm not sure if your memory is any better than mine, Alan. I, I thought it was a training course. But it was a selection and training course. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> there was about eight people there, weren't there? Yeah, um, yeah so the three of us... Uh, by hook or by crook uh, were selected and we just carried on so we've got three years experience under our under our belts now which doesn't mean that you you know every game's different and you have to do a bit of preparation um, obviously we know about Wrexham we don't know about the opposition so we do a little bit of research about them and it's good fun I, mean, we, I certainly enjoy it um, I think I think all three of us do and um, you know we've received some very um, very nice feedback I was going to uh, say what, yeah. what has the feedback been? Well, the, the, the weird thing is, of course, we never see the listener, <laughs> and neither do we always know if anyone's listening. There is always somebody listening. Um, but we get it back from the, via the DSA, really. Do it. If there was one listener, we'd provide the service, yeah. really. And that's, how we, you know, that's the way we approach it. I mean, the most memorable feedback we ever had was when we first started doing it about three years ago. And I think I saw in a tweet, which the Wrexham DSA put out, it's actually encouraged a supporter to come back and start attending matches again. So I think he was put off coming to the race course because he couldn't really see what was going on. He was close to blindness. But I was reliably being informed that the service has actually encouraged him to come back to, to the race course to watch Wrexham matches again because the service allows him to know exactly what's going on. And to hear feedback like that, that makes it all worth it. And as Alan says, even if we just had one listener per match who needed us, then we'd always do it. It's a very, very worthwhile service. I, I don't know uh, how much knowledge you had of disability prior to start doing this, but as two non-disabled fans, how, how much do you, how, has your knowledge of disability kind of come about? And, and how important is it that this kind of uh, service is known to non-disabled supporters uh, within Wrexham? I had very limited knowledge of disabled supporters. In fact, I, I, I would, would have been surprised to learn that a visually impaired person would go to a football match for lots of reasons. So um, this is um, this, this sort of expanded my horizons um, that way. Well, certainly when we were doing the commentary via Zoom, we got some feedback in, in the messages from Zoom. So that was, that was pretty good because it was real-time feedback. Uh, sometimes it was we can't hear a word you're saying <laughs> and we had to adjust something but other, other times it was it, it was complimentary yeah exactly the same as Alan for myself very very little knowledge of sort of sports and the relationship disabled fans have with football and sports in general but the last three years has really broadened my knowledge and I'm really glad I got into the commentary because it's opened my eyes to see a what can be done and be perhaps some of the existing barriers which are still yet to be brought down for disabled fans. So I run the Wrexham Audio Description Twitter account and we have lots of interactions with 
other clubs, supporters, disabled supporters associations, disabled supporters themselves who interact with us. And they always tell us we do a really good job, um, but there's still so much to be done in terms of other areas for disabled fans, whether it's accessibility. It's been a good thing because it's really raised our awareness of the service we provide and how it can transform the matchday experience. But you also see things about how fans are still not discriminated against, but perhaps don't have the same opportunities as your non-disabled supporters. So, like I said, I'm really glad I got into this because it's really opened my eyes um, to the world of the relationship between sport and disabled supporters. So when can uh, the Wrexham uh, supporters expect your your owners to have a crack at this, uh, <laughs> Rob McElhaney and, and Ryan Reynolds? And also, do you think they'll do quite well at this? I mean, obviously, Ryan Reynolds, known as the, the Merc with the mouth as Deadpool, I mean, he's got to be quite gap-handed at this, right? You know what? We'd love Rob or Ryan to have a go. When they came to the UK, or to Wrexham in particular, about two months ago for the Torquay game, they were very engaging, um, speaking to fans, meeting supporters groups, taking part in initiatives, even just speaking to fans and getting involved and making it seem like they're one of us. So I think that they would be more than happy to perhaps have a five-minute spell uh, during a match at some point. I do know that they're aware of the service because they've interacted with one of our tweets or one of the Wrexham Disabled Supporters tweets about the service. So we know they know about us. And if they did promote the service themselves or even take the mic for a few minutes, you can't get any better PR than that, can you? <laughs> so it would be a great um, selling point for the service to get them involved. We just hope someone at the club can... Uh, can get in contact with them and make it happen. It's a left-footed goal kick. It's a flat one. Met by a player on the halfway line. The ball's flicked on by Ponticelli into the centre circle, back towards Hosanna in a left-back position for Wrexham. He's just shy of the halfway line. Turns back and finds Lennon, 25 yards from his own goal in a central position. Bentoza dribbles into the centre circle, dribbles over the halfway line, plays a diagonal from right to left to Hosanna, just about keeps it in. On this near side, Hazana goes back to Lennon. Inside Wrexham's half, again, Toza dribbles over the halfway line, ships the ball out to Hazana. Left wing position, midway inside Altingham's half. Tries the 1-2 with Jordan Davis. I'm Steve Gilbert. I'm the chair of Wrexham AFC Disabled Sports Association. Steve, welcome to Altingham. It's a nice little away day in a festive, festive it's, season. It's great to be here and have a game on. <laughs> Obviously, Which last we game. Can't, we can't go to home games, but we can go away. <laughs> so, Steve, uh, tell me about um, how Wrexham came about getting audio descriptive commentary at the club. Right, well, that actually goes back to the uh, CAF conference at Stade de France in... 2015 or 2016. So just so people are listening, uh, CAF or CAFE is the Centre of Access for Football in Europe. And I just remembered off the top of my head. Yes. Go yeah. me. So I was lucky enough to get a bursary to go there. And there were a couple of days of just fantastic presentations. But the one that stuck with me the most was, um, I think it was a Ukrainian woman who gave a presentation on audio description and the difference that it had made to her. And I just remember her saying that done properly, it was like having her eyesight back for 90 minutes. The whole thing just blew me away and I've come back home and I 
said to the committee, guys, we've got to get this, you know, this is something we've got to do. We didn't think we had the money. We looked at various ways of doing it uh, by FM. Eventually, through Alan March, he found a way of setting us up that we could afford to do. We got some sponsorship in that covered about half of it. And then we just went for it, really. So Alan March, again, for people not listening, uh, listening, that's the person who provides the the training and the service. And uh, Alan March Sports Limited, yeah. yeah. So why was it so important then for for you to get this at Wrexham? I mean, you spoke about the young lady um, and and her saying that it was like getting her sight back. But yourself, you, you're not blind or partially sighted. So why was it so important for you to, and and the DSA to make sure that this service was available? We'd done some projects um, on a on a wheelchair viewing platform. We'd done Britain's first autism-friendly game, and uh, that had developed now, so we got an autism-friendly area. But I'm very conscious. There's a focus, and the wheelchair platform grabs loads of headlines. But it's just a part of disability. And uh, want to reach out to as many people with a disability and different disabilities and and to me this was one that just seemed easy to do cost us a few pounds and and easy to implement actually once once we'd spoken to alan march and and found out how it works and how we could make it work it's really simple so some people might want to know how much it costs roughly you might not want to say exactly but i mean how much in the ballpark does it cost to run this service for us, um, I think it was about £4,000 to get all the equipment. Each receiver runs us about £180 to £200. We've got 10 of those. And then Alan March Sports will come down, uh, run recruiting sessions and training sessions. So obviously we pay for them to come here and, and, um, and, and to run the training sessions, recruit them. We pay them, to be fair to, to them... I think probably a much reduced fee because because they like us as, as a non-league club and I, I think uh, they're helping us out a bit. Um, so we have a, an annual management fee. Um, we're going to run another recruitment drive probably in February to try and ease the burden on the three guys we've got who are just Trojans. I mean, Abs, Alex Allen and George. Their service to Wrexham and to us and to Alan is, is fantastic I couldn't speak highly enough of them So what's the feedback been then from, from fans who've used the service? It's wonderful you know um, that we, we have a little girl Erin who listens in and I went and sat with her and her dad uh, at one game and just early on and asked how it had helped and the dad said to me said uh, I was I was her ADC commentary before he said I was I was sitting here commentating the game to Erin lovely little girl he said now I'm saying to Erin oh what happened there um who was that sub that came on what was that for what's this about and who's that and and she's relaying information to me now and it sort of switched the dynamic between them where they were sort of equal watching the game and Erin could supply information to her dad and it was huge for her, and it was huge for him too. Uh, another guy, Mike, he's um, partially sighted. The far side of the pitch is where he needs information, and that's made a massive difference to him. It, it just improves it for everybody. You know, we had a guy, an older guy, who had a stroke and thought his, his days of watching Wrexham were over. 
his son heard about the service and he, he came back to the games with his, with his son and his grandson and he was able to come back and have family time at the football with his kids. You know, it changes lives. Every little improvement changes a life. So the reason that I'm here uh, today is because yourself and the ADC team have provided the service for Altrincham, which is, be frank, quite unusual because I think this is the first time whereabouts an additional service that can help a supporter who might be blind or partially sighted had been made available for the home team from the visiting club. Yeah. I mean, how did this come about then? Basically a conversation in the car park after a home game uh, when one of the commentators, Alex, mentioned that him and Alan would quite like to do an away game. Looked through the fixture list for somewhere local. Altrincham came up over Christmas. People are on holiday and it just leapt out. And also, I know Altrincham, I follow quite a lot of what they do. They're they're a community club, community-minded, and I was pretty sure they'd be open to the idea. And they they really were. And they they said yes, more or less, instantly, you know. And uh, as you say, I think it's the first time an ADC kit has been taken up and packed up and taken to an away game. You know, we're, we're keen... Facilities should be for everybody, and if we've got it, and it's it's sat at home or sat in sat in an office somewhere, and we can bring it to an away game, and well, why not do it? So, would you like to see clubs who have this service maybe doing the same as you then, and maybe offering it up to people, well, clubs within their vicinity? Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent, yes. Bear in mind that the commentators or the guys who are going to deliver. It's easy for me to talk about doing it. But uh, it's the commentators who have to deliver it, and most of them are volunteers. But if the, if the volunteers are willing, absolutely, yes, 100%. It's an easy thing to do. Some of the guys broadcast on FM equipment, so that's fixed in the ground, and they can't pack it up and, and bring it away. But for people who've got kit like ours, that's basically plug and play, take it everywhere, as far as I'm concerned. If you've got uh, an unlimited amount of people who are trained to give audio descriptive commentary do you yeah. think and, and it could go to away games do you think there would be an uptick on uh, blind or partially sighted going supporters going to away games that would certainly be the hope yeah yeah the problem we have at the minute is people finding out about it now that really is is the key to to all accessibility is for people to know that it's there in the first place so our thing is you know publicise it publicise it publicise it if people can't see it literally on the websites or, or, the, or the social feeds or anything, they're going to assume it's not there. Yeah. So so make it known that it's there and it's available and it's available to both sets of fans, you know, and uh, we our guys try to be as impartial as they can, bearing in mind they're Wrexham fans. Why not, why not take it everywhere? Why not lend it to a club up the road when we haven't got a game on? Finally, uh, what, what do you think the score's going to be today? 8-0. <laughs> you really think it's going to be a battering? Eight nil. There you go. At least I'll be gutted if it's not at least eight. <laughs> but it, it might be two one. <laughs> Thank you so much, Steve. <laughs> Your keeper has done two stunning saves. Uh, he's, done, he's, done, he's saved us so many times, so many occasions. That he's top top quality guy. Yeah. Right, we've got a very loud PA system right next to us. Uh, worst seats in the house, possibly. <laughs> we, but um, 
we're, we're back here at half time, 2 0. How, how, how are you both doing? Yeah, um, really enjoying the commentary. Feeling a little bit colder than we were at the start. It's, it's, not, it's not the warmest of days, but yeah, a bit disappointed. But, you know, it, it, it's not. Hopefully, we can turn it around in the second half. I mean, so it's, it's the first time you've, li- you've had ADC at a live game. What, what are the, the, the differences that you could describe from, from listening? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, it's, it's kind of brought the game to life. So I have some sight, but it's really struggled to track what's going on on the pitch. So to have that almost instantaneous feedback um, just kind of brings it to life, really. Whereas often I don't... In- I enjoy being at a match, but I don't get a lot from it. Whereas when you've got that feedback, it it feels great. So, yeah, I've, I've loved that side of it. Um, it'd be nice to have Altrigham a bit, not two goals behind at this stage, but you know that's uh, as typical Altrigham. So I'm, I'm still optimistic for a good second half. And what about yourself, Laura? Yeah, I think for me, like, it's just nice to have the atmosphere and the football linking up because it's... It, when, when you're listening through a de, sort of delayed radio, it you kind of you you know what's happening before you're told what's happening. Well, you don't know, but you kind of you you can gauge from the atmosphere if it's something good or something bad. So it just it just makes it a bit more engaging, and I, and I think the commentators, although they're not really doing anything particularly different from a normal radio commentator, it is. It does seem to paint a better picture. Just it's a bit clearer, and it's you know it's very descriptive. So it's it, it makes it much easier to follow. So do you think if this service was provided at all football grounds, do you think we would see more London Partial side supporters go and watch football? Yeah, I, I, I'd love, I'd hope so because you know it does definitely open it out a lot more, and there is there is a lot of visually impaired people that that love football, you know just like the, the general public so it, I think it would and it makes it you makes you feel more welcome and more involved yeah I mean it's, it's kind of to second that really I mean there, there are a huge population of people with visual impairments many acquire their visual impairment as well over time who have been football fans and probably just don't go anymore when they would have in the past so it's, it's a big population, it's a big, a big group of people that could be captured by the sport which are currently missing out I think who would rather just stay at home and listen on the radio because they get more from it frankly so this sort of service could make a huge difference um, and it's not that hard to implement. So away from the audio descriptive commentary, are there any other aspects of the match day that you think could be improved for blind and partial sight sports? That's a, that's a, that's a tricky question um, not, not off the top of my head I think you know most most grounds are very like sort of disability awareness are becoming a lot better. Obviously, I've I've also got my guide dog here with me, and she's she's kind of curled up next to me. She's got a, a clear seat, so there's a bit more space for her. So that's always something, you know. And and just just grounds being kind of aware of a guide dog and knowing you know knowing to give them a little bit extra space and not to sort of be bothering them while they're while they're, you know while I'm watching the match and things like that but yeah you know it yeah I mean the other thing I kind of think of is around often it's entry to the stadium which is can be quite a 
a nerve-wracking one for many people, not knowing how they're going to get through turnstiles, things like that. So we're quite fortunate here that the stewards know us. We know which gate to go to, things like that, just having people outside maybe or just that being told in advance where about in the stadium you need to get to in order to get into the ground safely and be able to find your seat. So, I mean, most stewards are more than willing to help and it's, I guess it's just being in touch with your club and, and knowing that they know you're coming and know to look for you and it should be fine. There's not much more to it than that, I don't think. So moving away from disabled people, how do you think we can raise awareness to non-disabled people about this service and other services that are there for disabled fans? I think a lot of it's just like social media isn't it and especially these days like just making you know making the most of it and talking about it and just really trying to promote it as much as possible yeah and the other side is the more disabled people who are coming to a ground the more normalized disability is which is i think something we're all looking to do anyway um and certainly around the club here, I mean, people are, are aware of us with a dog and, it, you know, it, it just seems quite normal now, which is great. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of people with disabilities, again, who some are visible, some are not, but the more they're around, the more normalised it becomes and people are, you know, nobody's got a problem with it here. It's great. Well, thank you uh, for talking to me. I hope the second half is better than the first. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Altrincham Football Club for allowing us to be part of today. By the way, I'm recording this before the game, so I don't know if it's been a good day or a bad day yet. I also want to thank Neil and Laura Faki for giving up their time to speak to me, as well as the Wrexham Audio Descriptive Commentary team. And a big thank you to Steve Gilbert, who got in contact with myself to let me know that today was happening. Uh, If you would like to know more about the Wrexham Disabled Support Association, then there will be links in the episode description of this podcast. Until next time, Bye-bye.